from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Why is Nikki Haley staying in the GOP primary? It's a very interesting question. I have no idea. She did cry the other day because her husband is overseas, and yeah. I, I, I got a little worked up over did that. Did you? Uh, in a supportive way, or in just a, it just a, it's it's hard to watch as somebody like a human being just cry like that. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, you don't want to come to my house very often. Then, I, <laughs> I weep, weep quite freely. Uh, the Fox News hype about that FBI informant is now just kind of dying out because that FBI informant that everybody was talking about that was going to crack the Biden crime yeah, yeah. family oh, wide yeah. open. Oh yeah. Apparently he's uh you know, been arrested for what's that thing? Lying during an investigation? Yeah, That's yeah. not good. And, and actually they getting getting his lies directly from Russian intelligence. It's rough stuff. Yeah. I wonder if only there was somebody who had said that, like, you know, months ago. If only there was somebody out there who said that and who, wait, not that music. If only there was someone out there, Spike, who, like, remember in March of last year mm-hmm. when you and I were, wait, I'm not that. When someone said on air, someone, someone, someone said that he was probably a Russian asset, yeah, yeah, compromised, yeah, 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 yeah. and then that person received a bunch of hate mail for some reason. I know. And now he's right about it, <sighs> and it's a troubling world that we live in. You think that person's got a call from Fox News apologizing for their uh, no. slanderous take? No. On, yeah. Am I going to get any apologies? Uh, so is, that, uh, so is that person going to? I don't no, think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. No apology yeah. emails for young Wait, not me. <laughs> Up and comers right. in the broadcast industry. Up and comers industry. in the broadcast yeah, industry. Yeah, that's so what we're going with. Nikki Haley gave a speech the other day. She was uh, talking about whether or not she's going to back out after the South Carolina primary comes up in two days. Saturday, yeah. Saturday is the big day. Laura, do we have this audio from uh, the fine uh, representative? Can we hear what she, because she was saying that she's going to be staking it out, mm-hmm. right? Here's Some what of she, you, perhaps a few of you in the media, came here today to see if I'm dropping out of the race. Well, I'm not. Far from it. I'm campaigning every day until the last person votes. Can I just say, I watched her give this speech. It is one of the fakest, most conceited, most contrived, written out, rehearsed, I'm running for senior class president speeches I have ever heard. Her delivery was very robotic, very formulaic. Media consultants are ruining politicians. Mm. It's the same thing that, that stage moms do to their kids. When they're like, remember to smile. Yeah, remember her to campaign keep, manager. Remember to smile. smile. And remember, keep smiling. And then remember to be serious. And you have to gesture, but don't point at people because the research shows that when you point at people, you, they feel like you're blaming them. So we have to do the open hand gesture because that feels much more inviting. We're turning politicians into little stage children. Do you know what I mean? We're uh, turning, I totally agree. Toddlers and tiaras. And then you get exactly. DeSantis allegedly wearing little heel lifts in his cowboy boots. Yeah. I, I think we can all say that wasn't allegedly, right? I mean, DeSantis is a short man, and he was basically trying to make himself appear to be taller because he's deeply insecure because when you're a fascist apologist, you don't really have a lot of legs to stand on. Ayo! <laughs> did you know that? In, did you know that in debates they will put um, risers behind the podiums? To give the candidates a level, uh, an even appeared level height across, they shouldn't do that well, because people, well, people will perceive height as power. Yeah, well, and also, authority. Vivek right? can't actually see over the top of the podium. <laughs> Is that why they Did do you know it? That? that? That seems fair. It's because he's uh, he's about as tall as a Keebler elf. Well, so, th- th- to your point, though, we're all about we're about flash and not substance. Nikki Haley's got to get out there and give this rehearsed, rehearsed, choreographed, you know, cue card. 
speech about why she's staying in the race. What if she came out and said, you know, we got a leading candidate who might not be available come election day. I'll be here if you need me. I've, I've raised more money than Trump. Yeah. She raised $11 million in January as to Trump's eighth. As far as I'm, that's ever happened. Yeah. So, you know, and she's vowed to stay, even if she gets her clock cleaned in her home state this weekend, Stand. she's still trading them by 30 points. She's not going anywhere. And I think that should be her new campaign monitor, by the way. Hmm. Nikki Haley, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> it works on so many levels. My theory on this is a little bit more conspiratorial. Oh, really? Mine is a little bit more, because I was trying to do the math in my head, and I said Trump can delay a lot of these cases. And yeah, he can. Even if he does get sentenced, there's a lot of appeals going on. So I don't think it's just in case Trump can't do it. Okay. I think someone from the Biden administration went to Miss Haley, Mrs., and said, why don't you stay in, pull a little bit of support from Trump, pull a little bit of support from Biden, maybe get a little bit of funding. We'll get you a sweet job as soon as this whole thing is over. You want to go back to be a U.N. ambassador? Ooh. Maybe you want to be a diplomat to a certain country? Maybe you want a position in the cabinet? We could make it happen for you. That's what I think happened, wow. my friend. Yeah. Dirty politics. That's what I think. That, there's a lot to that because that's such a smart thing to do for the Biden campaign. It is genius. The Biden campaign, meanwhile, while Trump raised eight and Nikki raised 11, mm-hmm. Trump, uh, Biden raised $42 million in January. Yeah. So they got the cash to put in Nikki's coffers. That's what I'm saying. They got it. I think that she's a little bit of a Manchurian candidate. And also, there's a lot of uh, brouhaha about the, the Biden crime family coming down or whatever. Right. They've been trying this thing for quite some time. I have yet to see any concrete evidence out there, and when I do, I will then say Biden is unfit to be president of the United mm-hmm. States, yeah. and I'll say that he should resign. But uh, because I use this thing, Laura, it's this crazy thing. Uh, it's called facts and evidence, and when you have those things, then you can make a determination, not just based on what people say, because just people say anything like this FBI informant who was uh, actually, what it ter- seems that looks like he was just a Russian patsy. He was yeah. just a Russian stooge, right. yeah. So you want to break it like, down for us, Spike? Sure. You know, for the last year plus, as the Republican Party has been chasing uh, accusations of Biden corruption, President Biden, former, at that point, Vice President if Biden. If he really is Joe Biden. If he really, right, there's, that's been out there, too. So they've, and they've, for the longest time, they've been hanging on this star, credible uh, FBI informant. Yeah. This guy is, and, and they, they did the numbers, there have been like 80, Fox News last year spent 2,300 segments this this informant was referenced 2,300 times on Fo- different Fox News shows last year. And Spike watched every one of those. Pain, ugly weekend for me. Every he was on Hannity one. 85 times they brought up this particular witness. Yeah. Well, then this witness was re- was arrested by the FBI because and he was an FBI informant. But they uh, charged him, indicted him, brought evidence to a grand jury, sought an indictment, got an indictment, as as is the case in every indictment, by the way. Yeah. It's the citizenry, the, the jurors. That this guy has been feeding direct lies into the to the FBI, and since the Republican Oversight Committee and Judiciary Committee has been hanging their hat on this 1023, that, which is a form of a, of an allegation. That's all it is is an allegation form. But they've been taking yeah, it. T- technically, I can fill out a 1023. Anybody can, and that's fine. <laughs> and the FBI weighs it for credibility. Yeah. Which they said so. We don't have a lot of faith in this 1023, but the Republican committee uh, the committee seeking to impeach the president. They hung their hat on this guy. Well, now this guy hasn't just been lying. He's been lying with information he got directly from Russian intelligence agencies. Allegedly. Allegedly. And you would think, you would think that the oversight committee said, you know what? We, we kind of got snookered. We trusted the wrong people. There's nothing there. No, they're doubling down. Now, this, now it's, this guy really wasn't that important. 
this was this was only a piece of well, not, yeah, not even a key piece I, of our case. I think that the 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 thing that many of the leadership in the GOP were doing is they realized that a lot of their policy proposals are very unpopular and they weren't going to get anything through the Senate unless they did bipartisan bills and they don't want to do that because they told everybody and during the election cycle during the big red wave that there was going to be no bipartisan legislation. They made that very clear. We are not working with evil fascist Democrats. Mm -hmm. And so now they back themselves into a corner because they don't really have anything to do other than waste everybody's time investigating Joe Biden and then also investigating his son and his his brother. His His brother brother James was behind closed door testimony deposition yesterday. And and they've said out loud, this is this this is my point I want to make is that um, there are important things that could be done in the United States. For instance, did anybody did anybody notice the clean water thing that Biden pushed through the other day? No. It's like six billion dollars to ensure for lead pipe replacement, lead pipe replacement in American American water infrastructure. Now, that is boring. But that's the kind of politics that I want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's I oh, so wait, you're going to use my taxpayer dollars to fix lead pipes so that children don't grow up with congenital birth defects? I love this. That's Please take my tax dollars. This is great. Oh wow. But it, where is it in the news? Where is it? it? It's not on the front page of ABC. It's not on the front page of Fox. Mm-mm. This is huge. And yet what I'm being told is somehow that Hunter Biden He's trying to say that the lines that he made on that table weren't actually coke. It was actually sawdust. And this is super important. <laughs> he's, a woodworker. For, he's a woodworker for some reason. <laughs> nice. This is what this we've been duped as Americans into thinking that the days of our lives episodes that continue to unfold in the Congress and in the Senate are somehow important or of or of, of weight or of substance. The most important thing that has happened in the last five days was that $6 billion going to replace right. lead pipes? Part of the infrastructure bill that got passed on a bipartisan basis, by right. the way. Right. So so that, instead of having things to celebrate, we now have things to be mad about and we ha- and to be confused about and so on and so forth. And, and Hunter, by, by the way, next I'll give you next week's headlines today. Um, Hunter's going to be giving the testimony. He's going to be uh, deposed behind closed doors by the House Oversight Committee. He has agreed to go on and give his interview. Closed doors, you say? Closed doors, I say. Uh, yesterday, uh, James Biden, brother to the president, was – now, when I say closed doors, it's important because – No, I get what you're saying. We're talking about closed doors. Yeah, you know baby, what I'm talking, I'm talking about. about. I've seen those Hunter well, Biden. Will there be pictures? I've seen, I've seen those Hunter Biden pictures, man. I, I've seen the uncensored versions, and Hunter Biden – He brings it. Oh, man, does that – I mean, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. I myself. Why did you look, Jack? Because it was for research, Laura, because I have to research these things for my job. You asked me that question about the Drake picture, so it's only fair. <laughs> I have we to... bought your research reason, though. It doesn't give me grief. This is one of the funniest images that I've ever had in my mind is when all the Hunter Biden naked pictures were coming out. Uh-huh. And there was this there was a, a Fox News correspondent who he comes on and he says, I spent hours Googling these images and I've compiled every one of these images. <laughs> wow. And I thought to myself. That guy's search history is has got to be so cringe because it's Hunter <laughs> oh Biden, Hunter Biden nude picture, Hunter Biden nude in hotel, Hunter Biden nude in pool. And he's up there with a straight face saying to everybody, I got all these images off the Internet. Whereas I'm thinking like, you know, guy, maybe that's not something that you tell the world that you were looking up a naked man. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, maybe yeah, that's not something. I spent hours. I spent hours. And he was so pleased with so smug. And I was, I was like, you know, dude. 
Would you rather be Marjorie Taylor Greene, Steph, going to Kinko's? Do you have those 48-inch by 35-inch Hunter can Biden we, junk we, photos? Oh, we're going to go ahead and eat it. We're going to yeah. need this in 48 by 36. That's good. Can we, yeah, can we write those off to the to the representatives? What's okay. the what's the dash for inches and what's the one for feet? I don't understand the don't difference. So, so let me say this really quick before we move off the Hunter Biden thing. He's going to testify next week to avoid a contempt citation from the oversight committee because he wanted to testify in public. Yeah. Because when he testifies in public in front of cameras, you find out what really happens. Uh, of the seven, 16 people interviewed in this case so far, the House Oversight Committee has released only four of those transcripts. That's um, travesty. And and they're they're obligated by the rules of the of the House to provide the transcripts to the opposing party and to the public. Mm-hmm. They've only pre- released four of the 16, and three of them in the last two weeks, by the way, mm-hmm. after Hunter Biden's lawyer went and said, we're not going to testify in private because you won't give the straight answers. You'll spin it. You'll misrepresent what was said. In a public hearing, the public gets to see what was said, not have to take your tainted words for it. Well, Remember when Hunter's business partner came out and said, I didn't say any of that stuff. Well, that's the other issue with this this whole thing, is that the GOP, from my understanding, is the party of transparency. That's what they market themselves as, right? Yeah. This has historically been the case of... This is, we're going to uncover, look at someone like Representative Massey or Rand Paul or whoever and it is. And they've got legitimate players in that arena. And, and they, do, they but do. Then, but then the leadership of the GOP comes in and says, we're going to do it behind closed doors because we don't want to look bad. Oof. And, and we want to come out and give you the spin of what right. we want. We want to sell the story to a short attention span audience. Right, exactly. Because it works. Yeah, it's too bad, really. Uh, so tax records reveal the very lucrative world of COVID misinformation. I made millions, Spike, during don't COVID. Say, I made millions. I told everybody that you could cure COVID with a very simple recipe, actually. It was whole oats, and then you had to find a lock of hair from an albino goat. Okay. And then you had to mix those together with a monk fruit extract. Okay. And then you would boil those things together, and you would say, you would sing... Uh, 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 Rainy Days Mondays by the Carpenters. Okay, wow. And then over that, and you would then do the Hail Mary six or 17 times, and then and then that would cure COVID-19. I made millions off of that. Is yeah. the, the monk fruit extract available through your Amazon link? It is. It's all through my affiliate link, That's as a matter of fact. Yeah. And the Rainy Days, Rainy Days and Mondays, uh, you didn't mention this thing. I remember this was important. It has to be sung in Gregorian chant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's so. Or else it won't work. So that was mine. Right. I made millions, and then I lost it all because uh, I stocked up on ivermectin and nobody bought it. <laughs> Dang it. So I just, I just real. So who is literally who's making money on misinformation? Well, so a lot I mean, of it's different one thing groups. To put it in the out there. So Bobby Kennedy has a group. It's called Children's Health Defense. Bobby Kennedy is a, a virulent uh, anti-vax. Despite what, so this is what Bobby does. It's so disingenuous. He'll go on one podcast or one show and he'll say. I'm not anti-vax. I'm just asking questions. And then he'll go on an anti-vax podcast and he will say, vaccines cause autism. Now, this is the argument that Bobby Kennedy makes, and I will recontextualize it for you because it is a fallacy of logic. Bobby Kennedy says, when he's working with Children's Health Defense, he says that if you look at the number of vaccines that have been given to children since 1997, 1998, they have gone up considerably. Originally, it was like 20. Now it's 75 vaccines that we give to children. Okay, so he correlates the number of vaccines that we give children with rates of autism within a population. Do you guys remember the year that Pokemon was released in the United States? Oh, Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue. You remember the remember the year that it was released? Uh, vaguely, it was in the 90s. 97. Okay. 
there has been a Pokemon game released at least once a year, every year since 1997. Sometimes there are three or four Pokemon games released sure, a year. Sure, as popularity increased, sure. That correlates perfectly with the rates of autism increasing in the United States. Perfectly one-to-one correlation. Can anybody tell me where the fallacy of logic is? Spike, did you know that on, that on average, more, human beings are cons- consuming more soda pop, right? right? Over right. the last 25 years, mm. human beings ingest a tremendous amount of, of, of sugary soda drinks. Mm-hmm. Do you know what year that trend started? Uh-uh. 1998, which, which correlates perfectly to the rates of autism increasing and in the, the United States. And the release of Pokemon cards. And the release wow. of Pokemon <laughs> games for the Game Boy. Laura, you know what I'm talking about. I see right through your big pharma lies, Laura. We're talking <laughs> about some real... You're in it for big Pokemon, Laura. You're there sitting over there with your Charizard. You got me. I got you. <laughs> Found Gotta it. catch them all, buddy. So when you try to do correlative data like that, which is what Bobby Kennedy relies on, it's, it is embarrassing, but a lot of people fall for it because... People care about children intrinsically, and that's a good thing. And there is some data to suggest that when you load kids up with a bunch of medication, they can have an adverse effect. Now, whether or not that's autism or not is is largely murky at best. Now, if we could talk to a big brain expert about it, like Dr. Z. Could we? we could. Oh, we most certainly could, because not only does Dr. Z study vaccines, but he also studies metabolic disorders and treats nonverbal kids with autism. Wow. He, the guy okay. is a genius. But we could have him on, and I had him on Cairo Nights weekly during COVID, and we would talk about vaccines at great length. And everybody's big brain response to this literal MD-PhD genius who has cured children of being nonverbal, right? This is a guy who has literally changed lives through his big brain genius. They go, why am I listening to Big Pharma over here talk about vaccines? It's like, okay, so let's not – let's listen to – I'm a lawyer, Bobby Kennedy, talk about vaccines versus the guy who actually, you know, got into the field to study vaccines and, and, you know help, I mean? and help children and help lives. Yeah. yeah, seriously. It's actually kind of funny. But anyway, there's a lot of money to be made in COVID misinformation. I should have got in on that. America's I'm, front- I'm glad you didn't. Well, look at this. So th- that foundation received $23.5 million in contributions, grants, and other revenue in 2022 alone. Other wow. groups, you're looking at a million to $21 million. I mean, it's an insane amount of money. Going into these organizations. And it was eight times what it got the year before. Yeah. That $23.5 million. Yeah. Eight very, times very lucrative. Trading in the misinformation. To be in the anti vax business. We'll oh. take a really quick break when we get back. Speaking of, the Secret Service has had to adjust it, its tactics to avoid bites from Biden's dog, but then Biden decided just to give it away. And also, <laughs> which is not so good, but then also, Biden's going to be emailing 153,000 people. Why? You can't remember which one is his kid's email address remember. for birthday? Yeah, no, he, he hit reply all. <laughs> That's what he did by mistake. It's a bo- boomer mistake. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this. There's no such thing as attempted bribery. It didn't work. Or based. I don't have a car, and it looks weird when I walk around with the license plate frame taped (laughs) to my back. (laughs) Cringer Base is a fun game we like to play every day. 135 is something cringe or is something based. So the Bidens have got a hard time with a couple of dogs. They had major who bit a couple of secrets. Yeah, yeah. And then he got Commander, Commander yeah. who as of today has been rehomed with family members. 
Now, as Spike, you know, I'm a big dog guy. I know you are. Now, when I when Sarah's dad passed away, we inherited his dog, Bear, and I was not a dog guy before I owned a little Pomeranian. And if you ever own a little Spitz dog like that, mm-hmm. you become a dog person really fast because they're so locked into you nice. as a human being. Yeah. It's basically like having like a little husky. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a little dog thinks it's a well, big dog. Are gorgeous. They're, and they're great, yeah. they're great little dogs. And so I became a dog person. And so I did a lot of research into dogs because I wanted them to be happy and healthy and understand right. our nonverbal communication. I wanted them to understand what was going on. So I learned in that is that dogs are typically violent when they have either a, they have an anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. they feel as if the circumstance around them is inconsistent, okay. and also if they are constantly exposed to uh, strangers or strangers who don't, they don't trust their body language, right. people who don't know how to be around dogs. Now, if just call me crazy, secret service agents by nature are shifty, Yeah. They're always they looking be. around. They're be there, but not be seen. Be there, but right, not be right, seen. They right. walk weird because yep. they got that nine milli or that mm-hmm. ACP. And body armor. And body armor. Right, right. Glasses you know I mean? sometimes. They're supposed the to sun. constantly be in the, yep. this position. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny thing about Bear, as a little Pomeranian, is uh, he didn't mind, like, if Sarah and I were kissing or smooching or whatever, no issue whatsoever. But, you know, Sarah is a boxer. Mm-hmm. So when Sarah would start airboxing me and she'd go jab, 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 and she would start, you know, pretending to, to yeah. box me. Bear, Bear stood up for you. He, he would go ballistic. Right. 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 Because he thought it was a threat. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it was also kind of funny though, because he's like only nine pounds. He's <laughs> there for you though. But he would go All ballistic. All nine pounds are for you, buddy. So here's the thing. Joe Biden is an elderly man. People mm-hmm. need to be around him. People need to help him. Right. People that 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 com, uh, commander doesn't necessarily recognize. And when the president starts to wobble and a secret service exactly. agent makes, a, makes a, a hurried move to catch him, exactly, commander sees they're coming after Papa. Right. Exactly. And then on top of that, Biden's not always in the White House. Right. Flotus isn't always in the White House. Right. Who's always at the White House? Commander who's yeah. spending most of his time with the groundskeeper. So, you know, for everybody who's making fun of Biden for having a dog who's a little bitey, Mm -hmm. I would actually say that this is not commander's fault. This is the staff's fault for not realizing that when you have an animal that is that high need and that high intensity. Intellectual, too. Shepherds are some of the smartest dogs going. Right, exactly. That's a working dog. That dog needs to run. It needs to be biting things. You need to be, even with Ferris, you got to be playing... Tug of war, high energy dog, yeah. high yep. energy dog, and what you have with Biden is a guy who can maybe walk a couple hundred yards a day. <laughs> maybe. So, I mean, Spike, give me your. Am, am I right about this? I think you're spot on about this, and okay. and this was just a bad marriage of this this particular breed of dog and this particular environment of the White House. Yeah, and I'm glad that they were able to rehome. Uh, commander to a family member, a Biden family member. Yeah. There's no truth that uh, Biden's received $5 million from his brother's account for commander. That's complete BS. Sorry, bad joke didn't land. Um, oh, I thought you were being serious. No, no, no. Here's the, thing about, here's the thing about people insulting Biden now is it gets to the point where I just think the things that people say are true. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. You know, um, I'll tell you a quick little story. When we lost a dog that we loved, we had a dog who was taken by cancer too quickly. Yeah. And my wife had a big empty hole in her heart. So we, we rescued a dog. We rescued a... Uh, a dog that wasn't the right dog for our family. It was, uh, uh, oh my God, I don't even want, I don't want to say the breed's name, but this was a work. Say, it, was a, it was a Malinois. It was a Be- yeah, it was Belgian, a Belgian Malinois. Yeah, I think it's okay to say the breed because okay. they're great dogs. I don't want to give them a, but this dog was wonderful, intelligent, well, and, and expertly trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the wrong dog for our family because yeah. the, the, the rescue we got this dog from, and Commander was a rescue, and the Biden family's trying to, of course, you know, promote a good image of rescuing pets. 
the rescuer said, you know, this is not, this is a dog that needs discipline, needs boundaries. And my two kids, they're hugging on this dog. This dog's kissing him. Their dog's sleeping in the bed. And the dog just became too connected and protected to our family. Yes. And my mother-in-law's over the house. I think I may have told you this before, but my mother-in-law's over in the house. And we're, we got her, this dog, and it's been with us about three months. Mm-hmm. And we're all loving it and petting it. And my mother-in-law reached down to pet this dog. My mother-in-law was a stranger in the house, mm-hmm. not part of the pack. Mm-hmm. Dog almost took my mother-in-law's throat out, made a snapping jaw. And then you lunch. went, good girl. <laughs> Good. Fit a little bacon on yeah, the side. Good job. Next time. Next, Next time. time. Keep her out of the house. We we had to actually find a rehome for this pet. Yeah, yeah. And find and get the right environment. My point being that Commander, like you said, this isn't Commander's fault. No. This no, was no. the wrong dog in the wrong environment. I'm glad it wasn't it didn't have to be destroyed. And kudos well, to the I mean some of these agents, twenty four different biting incidents in the yeah, last eight months. Oh I'll, I'll give you blood a, on the floor of White House. I'll give you an example. There's a woman who lives in East Lake. I don't know I don't know where she lives, but I see her walking around. She's got two border collies. They're both girls, super cute dogs. Mm-hmm. Those dogs are working dogs, and she knows that they're working dogs, and so she walks them around. East. I see her all the time. Yeah, disciplined walking. Yep, yep. Very disciplined, off the leash, totally paying Good. attention to her. Good. They need that. S- sitting at crosswalks, yep. getting positive reinforcement, and then she takes them, and she starts throwing things, and then they run after them. Yep. She understands that those right. dogs need that two or three times a day. If I had to assume, Commander was probably getting a, a nice jaunt around the premises maybe once or twice a day and maybe, that's not maybe. enough for a dog of that and stature. even still though then then the uncertainty of a situation the strangers yeah. coming at papa you know, yeah it's right and also bad, it's, bad. He's there, dogs are very sensitive to the stress of people around them they mm-hmm. really don't like it so for instance like when we would have people over at our house and they were having uh big emotional breakdowns because sarah's a therapist I would often have to take Bear for a walk because oh, he would start getting he'd really. Read the stress. Yes. He'd be going, What's going? What's going on? What's wrong? And I have to take him for a yeah, walk and then yeah. bring him back, and then he's sleepy, and then he's fine being around high energy people. Dogs are empathetic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I think totally. that maybe if we could say this, I want to say that it's it's cringe that they didn't realize that this dog has needs. Yes, but it's based that they decided to do its best for that fine animal. Absolutely. Also. Joe Biden decided to email 153,000 student loan borrowers. He just it just said one phrase. It said, "I'm canceling your debt." Oh, I don't care. That <laughs> a boy. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. And he said, "I don't care." So th- these were student borrowers who had borrowed less than twelve thousand, which meant they were most often uh, community college students and lower income people. They've been pay- yeah. they've been paying on these loans for over ten years, and they were had also enrolled in that program, in the pro- save program, save called. program yeah. that yeah. was never that had the legs cut out from underneath yep. it. And all the student debt, because I know Biden tried to make a massive student debt relief yeah. that was deemed unconstitutional by the Supreme Court and overturned. Right. President Biden and his administration are right now taking existing programs and cleaning up mismanagement of them. Yeah. Making sure that the systems that were already in place are being used to their capacity. Mm-hmm. And these are, these are systems that were. This isn't new legislation. This is the Biden administration working as government yeah, should. Some of these some of these are from the the Bush administration. Right. They've just been mismanaged and misused. Totally mismanaged. Making sure getting people people get the relief they they deserve. We'll take a really quick break. When we get back, no stupid questions. You can text us eight 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 nine seven three five four seven six. You can ask me a question. You can ask Spike a question. You can even ask Laura a question if you want to get a Laura answer. No one ever has. Oh, ask Laura oh, a bunch of questions it, and we'll we talk to Laura. That whole just I can't to ask even. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ask me a question. <laughs> All right. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back right after this. There are no stupid questions. Only stupid answers. Ah, yes. The segment's called No Stupid Questions. But is that the truth of the matter? 
Sometimes no. <laughs> Sometimes no. Okay. So earlier in the show, we were talking about Tucker Carlson and mm-hmm. how he was basically being a shill for Vladimir Putin, who is a fascist and a murderer. And how he was going over to Russia and he was saying, look at how great it is here. Look at how cheap everything is without actually telling the American people that the average income in Russia is about 700 to $1,000 a month mm-hmm. and that the most expensive item in Russia to buy is your groceries while he was celebrating the fact that he only had to spend $100 USD. For a week's worth of groceries, 100 bucks, groceries. Right, so with no do, context of so, it's right. half your salary. So, right. uh, so this person writes in and they said, tell us, Jack, how is Carlson different than any all-American media carrying water for our government? This I don't necessarily know how to answer this because I can't tell if they're being sarcastic or if they're. I'm being, not Tucker Carlson, <laughs> or if they're being uh, willfully obtuse. So Tucker Carlson, by but just kind of thematically the things that he talks about, it is incredibly easy to just go around saying government bad. It is very easy media. It's mm-hmm. very accessible media. It's very convenient media. But what he does, and he's very clever at this is he kind of filters in these fascistic ideas or these fascistic principles. And I don't mean that as a pejorative. I mean that as by definition. So when somebody says, how is Carlson different than in nearly all American media carrying water for our government? There are organizations out there like the AP or like Reuters that you can go that have a certain amount of something called journalistic integrity right. where they will break down a story for you and remove all kind of opinion piece from it. They will remove it's just data and analysis. That is different than what Carlson does because Carlson doesn't use data. It's only analysis, right? It's mm-hmm. only uh, his opinion on how things make him feel. Right. And, so, and if I may, you know, how is it different than other media carrying the water for the government or whatever political party? Uh, if you weren't done, I'm sorry. I, I, I can. I just want to say that Tucker Carlson's <laughs> free to roam the planet. <laughs> Is what makes media. Media might be carrying the water for the government or for the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I don't, I don't buy they're not, that. They're not putting jail. I don't buy. It. For, I, I don't. I, I don't buy. What, I, I don't buy this whole thing that media is the enemy of the people. Like I just flat out don't buy it. Like this. This attack on media is fascistic in nature. You can question media and mm-hmm. you can say I think that you're biased. Like the largest, one of the largest online media companies is the Daily Wire. Mm-hmm. They say we have a bias. We have a conservative bias. Right. And everybody goes, okay, great. They shill for the United States government all the time. But yeah, that, they, that, that's, they, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. See, exactly. You see what I'm saying? Like, so there is no difference in my mind between any media organization. And so people go, oh, you're biased. Yes. Media organiz- organizations are biased. Big whoop. It's not 2012 anymore. Right, we got a spin. We got an agenda. Right. Go. Yeah. Everybody has one. You will not find an objective piece of reporting unless you go to the AP. I'm sorry. You just won't. So if you want, if you just want raw data and no opinion, there it is. But I don't think that people understand like what media is there to do or what news media is there to do for them. Like if you want just raw data and raw facts, like go read a Wikipedia page. Don't come here. Do you know what I mean? I hear you. Anyway, so um, we were talking about that that uh, American ballerina mm-hmm. who was arrested in Russia, and I was being very critical of the fascist that is Vladimir Putin because she donated fifty one dollars to Ukrainian aid. This person makes a very interesting and yet also very bad argument. Says, Jack, why would you, why would someone hold dual citizenship and commit treason by donating to the opposition? They didn't even, that's not even a question, right? There's no question mark there. Okay. Right? And then they go on to say, let's roll back to World War II. We are at war with the Nazis. I donate money to the Nazi party. 
Would that not be treason against America for supporting enemy opposition? So one, there's two fallacies in here. One, that's a false equivalency. Mm -hmm. And this person is clearly trying to equate the Ukrainians to Nazis. And of course, he's talking about the Azov Battalion, who are Nazis, who are a very small part of the Ukrainian military. But that's besides the point. And the other thing that they're doing is you're trying to equate somebody donating to a political party versus someone donating to relief aid. This is such a bad argument. It's staggering. Do you know what I mean? Like th- this is you have not only have you shifted the goalpost here and redefined terms, you're also committing one of the most egregious logical fallacies, fallacies in saying that it's a th- with the false equivalency. Mm-hmm. How is an NGO that is Ukrainian relief aid similar to the Nazi party? Like this is embarrassingly bad. You know what I mean? Like this, this physically pains me that this person is is thinking that this is somehow a gotcha question. I guess a better way to, be, to put this would be if I'm an American in World War II and I donate to Red Cross, who is offering relief to people who are in the European theater of conflict. Mm-hmm. That would be a better argument than whatever this person is trying to do. Well, I would also say that we can see examples every weekend of extremist groups protesting in the streets, carrying Nazi flags, carrying, uh, you know, whatever it might be. And they're free to do so in America. They're not locked up for life. Yeah, please. Like, what is this? Like, you know, in, in, in Russia, when you donate money to, because you're not allowed to say it's a war in Russia, you get locked up. Right. You're not allowed to lay a flower on an Avaltney memorial. You get locked up. I just, you know, Brian's going to get mad at me because he's always like, you're always so mean to people when they text into the show. He's what he always says. He lifts up his Oakleys and he goes, you sound so mad when you talk to people. I'm like, yeah, you know what, dude? Like, when someone makes this bad of an. You're talking about someone who donated to relief aid. You're talking about someone who, in the goodness and the kindness of their heart, was trying to help people who are suffering, and you are equating that to treason? Ugh, dude. Like, oh my, what is going on in that brain of yours to make you think that that is even a, even a possibility of an acceptable argument? Speaking of, by the way, Mr. John Curley coming in a couple of you. Love that guy. He'll cheer me up because... States surrounding Idaho have legalized marijuana, but Idaho is deciding not to do that. No, no, they want to do fines. And also, Biden's got a risky new bet in the stock market. I want John to define Bidenomics to me because I have no idea what it means. And on top of that, the stock market's got a record day today. Tons of money coming in. Let's talk about it with Mr. Curley when we get back right after this. I donate money to the Nazi party. (laughs) 